It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again, turn back to Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12. Is We can read our text. I think we may have just got to go on yesterday and forgot to read our text entirely. Um, the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that is that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Now, I don't think I need to read any more on this. The idea or the, the, the subject matter we've been dealing with is law or grace, law versus grace, and dealing really with a lot of doctrinal issues where people fall on one side of the ditch or the other, and they either try to live up to the law for salvation or justification and think they can make themselves righteous by it, or there's those that say, no, you get saved by faith through grace, but then you have to live right to keep it. They're both the same thing. You're living a life of works for your salvation. The wording's just a little bit different. They're both dangerous. We don't in any way believe that. What is the purpose of the law? What was the ministry of the law? Yesterday we spent pretty much all of our time dealing and reminding us that the purpose of the law is simply to prove every man guilty before God, and to bring us to our need of Christ. Galatians chapter 3 calls it our schoolmaster. Now, I want you to understand something else, that the law was fulfilled in Christ. Christ lived up to every piece, every iota of the law, that he could redeem us that were under the law, which is the purpose of showing us in, in verses 15 through uh, the rest of the chapter Christ is referred to in Scripture as the second Adam. Here he's even given, in contrast to Adam, Christ redeemed us from that curse of the law. So the ministry of the law was condemnation. It brought a curse, and that curse was a curse of death. It was a curse of condemnation on our lives. But because of Christ and his fulfillment, he perfectly lived out the law. Perfectly. He fulfilled every requirement that the law had given. And then because of who he was and how he had lived, he had the ability that nobody else had to redeem us from that curse by paying the penalty of the law in our stead when he had no sin to pay for of his own. So the law was fulfilled in Christ. And one verse that may help our understanding a little bit, faith does not make void the law. Verse, let me just look at it here. Verse number, or I'm sorry, chapter 3 of Romans and verse 31 
Paul asks a question, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Now what's he dealing with here? He's dealing with that we are justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So how do we establish the law then? The only way we can establish the law is when we really establish that purpose. Again, that ministry of the law was one of condemnation. It was to show us that we were guilty before God and we needed Christ. So when we say salvation is by faith or through grace in God's finished work, in Christ's finished work on the cross, we are not at all making void the purpose of the law. Rather, we are establishing it. The law said, you're guilty, you need a redeemer. Christ said, you're guilty, I'm the redeemer. Now do you see Christ fulfilled the law? We've established the law. The whole purpose of the law was never to bring righteousness to any man. It was just to show that you are a sinner and you are in need of grace and so when Christ came and died on the cross, he established the law for what it is. He established that ministry. It shows that we are sinners. It shows that we are condemned. It shows that we need Christ. And outside of Christ, there is no other way. Because the law would have been the only other way a man could, you know, maybe get righteousness. But he would have had to have lived it perfectly. And we've all already blown it. It's impossible for us to live up to the law. We've already blown it. We've already sinned. Every one of us have sinned. Every one of us have that sin nature. The law's just there to show us your sin nature wouldn't even allow you to live up to the righteous demands of the law. The law was good. The law was holy. The law is righteous. The law had a purpose. Its purpose was condemnation, and it fulfilled it to every iota that it needed to. We're all guilty. So the law was fulfilled in Christ. We've not at all done harm to the law. The only thing that was done harm to is people's, mankind's view of the law. Just like the Pharisees and the Jews had begun to teach, they had so corrupted the law that the law was no longer a way, you know, giving them... The law was no longer convincing them of their guilt before God. They had learned to try to control the outside... So much so, they had added so much to the law and they were pride, priding themselves in their outward conformity to a law and they looked morally better than any person out there in the world. But their heart was wicked. Christ shows up on the scene. They hated him because he exposed their sin for what it was. He showed them the whole purpose of the law was that they are sinners. He said, The law saith, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, Whoso looketh after a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery already in his heart. He was sticking the knife right in and probably twisting it around a bit. I mean, it hit home for them. They knew we're condemned. They didn't like their sin being brought out to light. So the purpose of the law was never for righteousness. So the only thing this would destroy, so to speak, are those legalizers who teach that we have to work our way into heaven. You've got to keep the law to be saved. You've got to do this, do that, do this, and then if you do all those things, you'll go to heaven. No, that's legalism. 
Or if you do all these things, you can keep your salvation. If you mess up, you've done lost it. Again, legalism. It's the same thing. Legalism deals with works and the law as far as for our justification. It, it, legalism says you must do if you're going to be saved. The Bible does not teach that. We do not believe that. I do believe in living a holy life. Holy living, practical living, is a different issue. It is not legalism to teach that the Bible teaches holy living. And we will establish that very strongly in, in chapter um, 6 of Romans. Because he says, you're not to be living in sin. We're to be living, we, we've free, been freed from sin, to live in righteousness. And we'll be able to establish that more by the word of God. Not by my own ideas, not by my own opinions. We, God still wants us to be holy. But that's we're not living holy for any other reason than that we love God and I want to. That's the whole purpose of grace. I'm getting way ahead of myself there, but, but keep that in mind. The purpose of the law is to condemn, to prove guilty, to show us that we need Christ. Christ comes on the scene, lives a perfect life according to the law, does not break it in even the smallest area. Therefore, he fulfilled the law. He had the power to redeem us from the curse of the law. And then we, we move to the third point. So, the per first of all, the purpose of the law was to prove every man guilty and to bring us to Christ. Secondly, the law was fulfilled in Christ. Thirdly, the law was finished by the cross. Now, you need to get a hold of this. This is where we really start getting into some important doctrinal areas because if we don't get this right, it's going to mess us up in our living for the rest of time. We, we will be in bondage for the rest of our life to laws that we cannot keep. Anybody trying to live under the law and under all the ordinances of the law today are living a defeated Christian life because there is no power by the law to live up to the law. You might be able to keep a piece here, a piece there, but when you try to keep the entirety of the law, you'll find out it is physically impossible because we are human and it was designed to prove humans guilty. So the law was finished in, or by the cross. Turn with me, if you will, to Galatians chapter 4. We're going to read a little bit of scripture here in order to get our minds wrapped around some of what's going on here. We've just come out of Galatians chapter 3, dealing with that the law is our schoolmaster. So let's just start in chapter 3 and verse 25 to keep that continuity of the scripture there. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. There, there it is. We are already getting light that we're not under the law anymore. What does that mean for us? That's what we're trying to answer. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is not teaching replacement theology. The church does not replace Israel. I want to make that clear. This is dealing with the spiritual promise of God, not the physical promise of God to the nation of Israel. We are dealing with the spiritual promise and the spiritual seed, which was um, made to be 
of the seed of Abraham spiritually by the circumcision of the heart, not of the flesh, as the Jews would have taught. We're not dealing with, with physical seed. We're dealing with spiritual seed here. So, chapter 4, verse number 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. And it's speaking of the law here directly. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God sent forth his Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now here's where we begin to hit business. Howbeit then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. We're dealing with these issues of the law, all these ordinances. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather, are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? Ye observe days, and months, and times, and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain." Now, if that's not clear enough, and the scripture does get clear, we'll be on we'll deal with another passage tomorrow, Lord willing. But here's what's going on. The Galatians have been taught salvation by grace through faith. These Judaizers come in behind Paul and start teaching, look, yes, salvation's by grace through faith, but you have to keep the law to keep your salvation. You still have to be circumcised. You still have to live up to the law. You still have to observe this, 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 this. You still have to do, 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 do. Paul comes back at them, both, both barrels blazing, saying, what in the world are you doing? Who, who hath beguiled you? Why, why are you going back to this bondage of the law? This was not the purpose of the law. Why are you observing all these things, all these ordinances? It, th this has nothing to do with salvation at all. The purpose of the law was only to condemn. The purpose of the law was only ever bondage. Then we'll move into chapter 5, and he's going to give a, a very bold statement. He's going to say, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.